This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Watching Lester Till I Die TV. devil are you all welcome along this is Leicester Till I Die TV LTID TV and it's the Monday night let's talk Leicester show oh, we've got a lot to talk about I mean it's a piece of piss this championship isn't it I mean, you know Burley just keeping our place warm for us <laughs> we could be swapping swapping places again um, Forest what can I say about 9-0 Forest <laughs> 2-0 up and you threw it away. I mean, what a load of... I mean, obviously, RSPCA have just recently gone into Nottingham Forest uh, and said that none of the players are allowed to have dogs. 
because of course they can't keep hold of leads. Hey! The Premier League? That's so last season. It's all about the championship here on LTID TV. Now, now that's what I call football. You hit the right spot. I mean, obviously, you know, winning your first, you know, three games isn't for everybody, Forrest, is it? You know, not 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 everybody can do it. I mean, we did. But obviously, you know, Forrest, you're in the Premier League there. You can't do it. Look, that's where you can find us all over social media and your favourite podcast platform as well on Catch Up. Or if you want to listen to us as a live podcast, you can do it on YouTube. Don't ask me how. But it can be done, allegedly. Uh, look, we've got some special guests in this evening. Let me bring them all in. Um, you know who they are by now. They're the old regulars, the emphasis being on the old. Uh, let's first of all bring uh, my, 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 my best buddy, looks, looks after this uh, LTID channel too. It is, of course, Brad. Brad, good evening, sir. How are you? Uh, enjoying life with the football, I assume. Well, it's better than Forest, at least. Yeah, I mean, two 0 up. I'm gonna, I mean, beat it, beating Man United five three. Yeah, it's just again not for everybody, is it? Yeah, it's not, mate. It's, it's apparently it's really difficult to play like good football in the division above. I mean, Nottingham Forest can't win. Everton can't score, let alone win. Yeah, maybe it's calmer. I don't know, but so hopefully uh, it continues. Yes, I mean, <laughs> no wonder, uh, no wonder Conor Cody decided uh, Leicester was a better option than Everton. Eh? <laughs> I know, right? It says a lot about the club if he chose us over them, yeah, and I bet yeah. he's really happy with his choice. Probably, probably. Uh, look, we've got another uh, um, co-presenter this evening. She's actually decided to turn up. Um, she, she. She was out drinking at the weekend, so but she has watched the highlights. She's not going to the match tomorrow because I think she's out drinking, and she's not going to the match on Saturday because I think she's out drinking. Let's bring her in and say hello to Gurinda. I'm Premier League. I am elite. I am proper elite. No. I am Gurinda. <laughs> Kate, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Well, I was all right until I heard those insults, like I'm an alcoholic. But yeah, I'm okay, <laughs> thank you. How are you? I am all right. Did you have a good uh, that well, uh, you, the Queen's birthday, as they say? Yeah, it was my final bookend of celebrations for my birthday. So yeah, I had a great time. Thank you. Right. Well, if you, uh, as long as you enjoyed yourself, that's all that yeah. matters. Um, Got a lot to get through tonight, so let's get straight on to it. Um, hopefully, if I press all the right buttons, um, that this will happen. Look at that. Almost as if I knew what I was doing. Um, just, say, just say a quick hello to Terry. Good evening, Terry. How the devil are you? Welcome along, sir. Um, so, yeah, it's the debate. Show. It's Bank Holiday Monday. Have we all had a good bank holiday? Yeah, it's um, good. Yeah. Considering I didn't know it was a bank holiday. <laughs> I'm going to say, God, if this, was, if, if, if this was a pantomime, I'd have walked off in disgust by now. Have we all had a good bank holiday? Yes, it's over too quick, though. Over yes. 
well, for some of you, maybe I, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to go to work again ever. But anyway, let's have a look at this and start. Um, and I want to just come to you, Kate, first of all, ladies first, Brad. Um, this was in. I mean, we all like Rob Tanner. He comes on the the, the show regularly. And to be honest with you, he is one of the better uh, sports journalists. Um, there's very few. Uh, I think you'll agree, Brad, like Fabrizio, we, we tend to believe what he says, and Rob is the other one. Mm. And he's written, and I don't know if you, anybody out there that subscribes to, to The Athletic, I've got to be honest with you guys, I subscribe to it, it's a pound a month. And at the end of my trial, I, I went to stop it, and they said, you can have it for another 12 months for a pound. But he does write, so it is <laughs> easily worth it, but he does write some very good stuff. Kate, I mean, are we getting above ourselves here? I mean, you know, he's come out and said uh, Leicester is shaping up to have the best squad in the Championship. Um, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't want to run before we can walk, really. But on paper, we are looking really good. We've been so active in the transfer window. I don't think anybody predicted all of the action that's happened so far in the transfer window so early on. It's good to see mm. that I think we're coming on to talk about that soon, that some of the outgoings over the next week as well, I think, will be really important. Um, but, yeah, definitely going to be up there in terms of squad strength and depth. Um, I thought Leeds looked pretty impressive at the weekend as well. I think despite their slow start to the transfer window, I think they'll be, they'll be up there as well. But, yeah, so far, so good. And mm. one of the best in the Championship, I would say. What do you think, Brad? I think it's um, it, it, it's a little bit premature because obviously we'll, we'll talk about a few players later on in the show. But I, I would be struggled and very hard to press to to go through the entire championship and name me a squad that's better than what we currently have uh, because we've kept hold of a lot of quality. I know they didn't show it last year, but you don't suddenly not you don't suddenly become a crap player overnight. You know, you have one bad season. Well, yeah, unless that's the case. Um, But, but, you know, we haven't, you know, and again, that right now, as it stands, as things stands right now, I I would say that's probably right. Uh, I don't think there's a squad out there that betters us. There's squads that are close to us and similar sort of strength to us in, in, in certain areas. But I think overall, you know, we've just got we've got far superior side in terms of talent than than, than others. He does say somewhere, and I just couldn't find it then, Kate. I was just looking for it that you know he's seen journalists when you know the, the, the team sheet comes out. There's, there's a sharp intake of breath, you know. You just not necessarily at the, at the, at the starting eleven, but at the, at the you know the players that are actually sat on the bench. Yeah, I think the Coventry manager made a comment on the first game of the season, didn't he, that we had 100 million sat on the bench, which he said was very nice for some. Um, Yeah, yeah, we have got quite a lot of depth there. Quality, we know some of the bench aren't what they're like on paper, Mm. but um, we just got to hope that it's enough, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brad, 31, we are going to have a look at individual players in and out in a second, because, of course... Friday, my God, I can't believe we are talking about deadline day uh, on Friday. Did I keep my yellow tie? I got rid of a lot of stuff. I don't know if I kept my yellow tie ready for transfer deadline day. If not, then I'll just have to put the yellow undies on again. Um, we've got 31 members in the squad, uh, well, 31 players, I should say, in the squad. Um, we're only allowed 25. Uh, some have got to go. 
I'm worried, I've got to be honest with you, and we will say it goes through individuals in more detail in a second, but some of the names that are being linked with moving away, yes, it leaves us 25, but how many of those are loan signings? Are we are we becoming the Nottingham Forest of 23-24? No, you've, you've, got, you've got to have this balance at that level. First of all, you because the reason you've got to have the balance, you're always going to have dependency on loan players, is, is because nine times out of ten, as we see, there is a clear out when you fall from the premiership um, and and go into the championship. You, you you see a lot of players that will scarper and run. You know, we we knew Madison would want to go, we kind of knew Barnes would want to go. I think we've been a bit fortunate that we've got quite a lot of players that even though they've left, they've kind of gone, we'll, we'll stay if no one comes in for us, but sort of we're willing to, you know, knuckle down in the championship. But if someone comes in for us, we like to talk, you know. So I think that's why our squad's taken a long time to differentiate. But you cannot go into the championship, uh, no matter your financial situation, you cannot drop down to the championship and then be expected to buy it all back and, and get it fixed. You're going to have to rely on loans. You're going to have to rely on deals. And, and, and Enzo's in a situation where a loan deal goes for a hell of a lot quicker than a transfer, which is why we're getting these Namvi Pamvi plays 65%, plays 26 games or whatever it is, including the loan deal. Because I suppose Leicester are kind of hedging their bets that just in case we're not in a financial position, i.e. we don't get promoted next season, we don't have to sign these players. It's all semantics. But, yeah, you have to rely on the loan market a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Terry, you were asking uh, how many youngsters don't count towards the squad. I think McAteer, Marchell and Nelson. Because it's not it's Brunt that's gone out on loan, what we talked about the other day, Brad. I thought it was Nelson. It's Brunt that's gone out on loan. Mm. Um, I mean, looking at these loan dealings, um, Gawinda, as your name says there, um, do you when you let a player go out on loan? I suppose it's 50 50 whether they actually ever go back to the club. I mean, let's take for example, Cashaday, he's there at Leicester now. If he's getting regular game time, if he's scoring and Chelsea go on and they've brought more players in, he may look at that and think, Well, I ain't gonna really get a chance if I go back to Chelsea, so it could literally be worth my while. I'm getting regular game time of actually staying. Yeah, absolutely. I think you can see it as a really, really long work experience and job interview, can't you, really? Mm. Um, I think it's a great chance for us to have a look at players. Some of the loan options do have the option to buy, don't they, as well? I yes. think is Unisec going like 25 games and we have to buy him for 10 million or something like that? Um, so, yeah, it's it, it, that's just what a loan signing is all about. It's to get them game time. He may find his level. He may really love the club. Um and it give, if he has a good season, if any, any of them have a good season, it's a decision to make, isn't it? Like you say, it's, it's a yeah. toss-up between going back to a club like Chelsea, which is obviously going to have Champions League football, but it's absolutely pointless if you're not going to even make the squad. And I suppose with the youngsters as well, Kate, I'll stay with you on the same topic. If they're no good, we can let them go back. I mean, Cody has come in, not Cody, sorry, Doyle has come in with a lot of weight and expectation because he had a good season last season. I think he's still going to get into his stride this season. He hasn't been this wonder kid that everybody was saying he was. 
Um, and that's probably because maybe we were expecting too much because of the, the reports of him. Uh, and we can always let them go back. Yeah, absolutely. And I think at the minute, with with Doyle in particular, he's kind of pushed into the left-back position quite a bit because we're doing three at the back while Cody gets fitter. Yeah. Um, so you may see him and Cody pair up in a traditional back four eventually with JJ to come in because Enzo did say how keen he is on JJ and he's got a part to play. Because as the left-back at the minute, he just looks pedestrian and he's clearly not his preferred position. Mm. So we just have to be careful. We don't use some of these lone players as utility players because you don't get a good look at them and they won't actually like playing for us that much. No, no. Uh, I mean, Terry says here, Brad, and we we undernawed whether this was actually what was happening with Under when he was here. But we do know with with this with this new Turkish signing, um, if he doesn't play twenty five games, then he's not any good, as he says. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he gets up to twenty four, and then what happens. Well, well, you'd sort of like to think that. Uh, with that bearing in mind, I don't think Enzo would let it get that close um, to 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 decide not to sign him. I think if he's got maybe twenty games or eighteen games and he's just not lived up to what what Enzo was hoping to see from him, he just won't play for us again. Mm. Um, you know, if he got to tw- if, if you're letting it get to twenty four, you're assuming he's going to play the twenty fifth game unless we're going to go ahead with the uh, the purchase. The only, the only way I you maybe couldn't see it. There wouldn't be down to him playing. Would be if he maybe had a few knocks, yeah. played twenty four games, and, and and promotion wasn't secured. So it was a case of well, we can't guarantee ten million until we go up. Something like that would have to be the only other reason. Yeah, uh, Andrew says here, Kate. Um, we need to start bringing through uh, some homegrown talent. I think Enzo's doing that. I mean. To say that uh, that Brendan was um, supposedly this 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 great coach that that you know got on so well with you know with with, with the youngsters we all know you know great coach some said Belend. others said um, but we know it's just for Brad that one um, you know he, he he kept saying about bringing youngsters through and he didn't I mean those that he brought through basically was was. Really, just Dewsbury Hall because they're in what um, um, I've forgotten his name already. That went to Newcastle Barnes. Um, you see, they leave, and I forget them. He'd already sort of broken through, but I think Enzo is really showing us what a good squad of, of youngsters we've got there. Yeah, I think so as well. Because um, Casey didn't get a look in last year, really, did he at all? Um, you have to remember as well. I think the two most promising players, Braybrook and Alves have done ACLs, which was just the worst look for us. I don't know what it is about that injury at the moment with Leicester City, mm. but they're the, they were the two sort of shining stars, if you like, in the under-23s. Um, I was looking at Will Alves today. I think he's back training and stuff. So hopefully we might see him at some point in the future. But yeah, it's definitely looking like he's ready to try people um, because they're free. I mean, they're not part of his squad numbers either. Um, and I think I tweeted about it yesterday that with the case of Casey McAteer and a few others, it's like a free loan move. Like Harvey went to West Brom for a season. Casey's got championship football for a season to play regularly, but for us to see then if he's ready to take the jump next year, hopefully when we go up. Yeah. Is it ACLs for Baybrook and Alves? Uh, 
Oh, definitely, and I'm sure it's Braybrook as well. Yeah, I was watching that great, that great medical program this morning. This morning, that was the program, not, you know, happened to be on this morning. Yeah. <laughs> they were down a doctor on and they were talking uh, hamstrings and what have you. And uh, even, even a hamstring, you can be out for a while. And it's all right, coming back, it, it's, again, you've got to get Matt Fitch and what have you. But, yeah, I mean, and when you come to think, Brad, you know, we've got a youngster here that comes on, scores a goal, and then doesn't get even on the in the squad. <laughs> you know? uh, he's got he's got no favourites, and he's saying you know you know scoring goals doesn't you know guarantee you're going to be in the in the in the next squad. But when you're winning games, you can't argue with the guy, can you? No, no, you can't. Like when it when it's going good and working, you you really can't put much towards the manager and and. That's the thing. Each opposition in this division comes with its own way of playing, own style of playing. And look, uh, I mean, Enzo calls it dead right in his press conferences um, that I watch. And he said they're aggressive. They've been aggressive from the start. So he probably looked at that, realised they're probably not going to change their ways. They're going to come out Leicester. And they were. They were, to be fair to them, Rotherham were aggressive. Um, I said I was a bit worried, didn't I, Chris, that they might you know, be aggressive and be our toughest test because we were more the favourites than we had been in the other three games. And he seems to pick his side based on that sometimes. I know Casey McAteer was injured, so you wonder whether Marcel would have maybe has got the chance that he did if he hadn't got injured after the first game. But that that doesn't matter. At the end of the day, like you said, Chris, he's shown that he's not afraid to mix it up. Whether you've scored one goal, got an assist, you'll get dropped. Uh, or replaced if if he feels that someone's going to do a better job for, for that particular game. So it's good to see it. I like to see it. Sure, there's going to be a few regulars in the team. You're going to need that. And we're, we're seeing that with Dewsbury Hall, Doyle, can't believe I'm saying this, but Vestergaard playing week in, week out. Yeah, shut up, Chris. It's his love child now, okay? It's his love child. I'm but... sorry, you, 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 mentioned, you mentioned the V word. <laughs> All I'm saying is that given the chance, he's, he's doing okay. He's doing okay. Mm. Um, and it just shows what a, a new manager can bring in. Uh, but I'll stick again, I'll stick with you for this one, Brad. Um, that Rob Tanner is saying, and I think I've said, I know what well, I know, I've said this, that we are the team that everybody wants to beat. When we roll into town, we are the Manchester City of this division. And like it a lump it, we're going to be stuck with that and the old PSG of the championship tag. And teams are going to want to beat us more than, no disrespect to them, more than Bristol City, more than Rotherham, you know, when when because of who we are. And we've got that trophy behind me there. We've got the FA Cup. We've got the Community Shield. We are the, the winners. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's, it's we're going to have to sort of accept that, don't we? Yeah, you do. It's part and parcel of of football. It's part and parcel of being the red hot favourites. You know, I would probably say Southampton are probably second in that case if you want to beat them. And I, I think I said this uh, during the previews and, and maybe even on the watch long that you're going to have a target on your back. We're we're, we're Leicester City. We're we're 
we've come with a lot of experience, a lot of quality players in our team. I know a few have left since then, but we've, like I said, still got a majority of them around. And we are the favourites. The expectation is very much that Leicester will go back up at the first attempt, um, whether that's automatic promotion or through the playoffs. And even, you know, if Rotherham are to have a season that they're expected where they maybe struggle, maybe even go down, if they get a scalp against Leicester, at least at least the fans will be able to still go to the pub on a, uh, in the off-season and say, yeah, we didn't have a we didn't have a good season, but we beat Leicester City and they got X amount. Of you want to be the club that says that, and yeah. right now as well, Chris, you know that team is itching. There's a team itching to be the first one to say we were the first one to beat Leicester, and, and that makes it even better the way we're playing at the moment and how things are going. I did say this case a couple of weeks ago. Um, do we need to get that first loss out of the way? Nah. No. <laughs> no, I was saying, um, I was saying. No, no, but you, I, mean, I know what I mean. I don't want to lose, obviously, I don't. Well, but you, you, you want get to see little... how we react in mm. at our first fall, don't you? We will fall at yeah. some point. So you want to see how we react and regroup. Um, I thought, you know, all of the games, for some reason, were not coming out in the second half, but we're learning to regroup. And I feel mm. like Saturdays looked like we did that a bit quicker than we'd done in the previous couple of games. Um, so, yeah, there is a feeling where you want to see how the guys respond in a crisis or going 2-0 down in the first half, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so we'll just wait and see. But in the meantime, as has always been the case with Leicester, momentum is everything. Mm. Um, even, you know, during the champion, championship year when we won it, um, in 15-16, sorry, you, even though, you know, we got that draw against West Ham and you know how important it is not to lose the momentum with Leicester. We've always been that type of team. So it's just keeping that going for as long as possible, really. And I think following on from Brad's point, people will want to go for us a bit more in these early games because we're not quite gelled yet. They know that we're a totally fresh team that hasn't found its proper playing style, starting eleven. So we're kind of the weakest that we're going to be at the moment, I think. I'll quote you on that. Uh, <laughs> but what what I think, though, Kate, is when we won the when we won the, the Premier League, we lost to Arsenal quite early on, didn't we? I think it was quite within the first was it was it the fifth or sixth game, if that. Uh, and I'm just thinking it's easy to get over it because you can say, well, look, you know, we've got. It's early in the season. We're gelling, blah, blah, blah. But if we have to go on this fantastic run, and I'd love to do it where 20 games unbeaten or something, then when you do lose, it's kind of harder to take, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I think whoever you lose to, like with Arsenal, we always lose to Arsenal. Um, it's, yeah. They're such a hard opponent for us. But if we lose to Leeds or to Ipswich or to Southampton, that's a real test because they're our, our direct like our direct peers and opponents really who we'd like yeah. to think that we'll be up there with so if we lose against the bottom of the team you know rather than for example that kind of that kind of lower where they're going to be lower table I think it might be a little bit easier to take because those teams can just pull out results occasionally but when it's your direct peer you've got to react better because it's a yeah. six-pointer really haven't isn't it it's a six-pointer yeah. Brad something that Kate said there, and you may have hit on it in a few shows ago, um, is a good point that 
the second half, we, we, we don't sort of come out. We, we have this sort of... We have this first half where we, we score a goal, which is more than we did before. You know, under Brendan, we had, you know, all the possession. We played well, didn't take advantage, went down early in the second half. I think the difference is, though, now is in these, in these second halves. When we don't start well, as Kate said, we do have that... We do seem to come back more. We never came back under Brendan, did we? No, if anything, it was like London Bridge. Leicester conceded and they'd fall down. It was <laughs> it was almost ridiculous and laughable if it didn't make you cry watching us last season because we used to... We, we Chris, we could probably not say a word to each other uh, during the games, but we would see Leicester at nil-nil at, say, 30 minutes last season and we'd go, they're playing well. But you just know if they score, it will collapse. And we wouldn't even, you know, I mean, we it's like we knew where the game was going to go the longer it went. And th- th- this is what I mean, the complete contrast in, in the two managers and how they do this this build-up play. And I'm going to start calling it build-up play, not slow, methodical football. Because as much as I like eating a thesaurus, it is what it is. It's build-up play. The biggest difference is when they go 1-0 down now, not only does London Bridge not start collapsing, but they just don't seem to care. Like I don't mean that as in they're going, oh, I don't care. I don't care if we, you know. I mean, listen, they don't. They don't let it affect them. They're not. Yeah. They're not looking panicky. We don't suddenly start putting twenty passes wrong in our play. We don't start shouting at each other. We don't give them the ball away in dangerous areas, or at least not as much. I mean, like any team gives the ball away from time to time. But I, the one thing I also have noticed, and it, it's still yet to happen, I know we came in at half-time against Rotherham 1-0 up, but we haven't seen this Leicester side be 2-0 up, 3-0 up, and come in and do it. Because what I have noticed is, whether we're winning or drawing, it seems, or even losing at half-time, which again, we've yet to see, um, we always seem to start the second half slow. And I wonder if that's just a tactical thing, that it doesn't matter the situation. The idea is, because Leicester have the target on the back, and these teams get a little bit naive in hunting for the, you know, trying to go in the kill against a team like Leicester, that they overcommit and start coming at us. And maybe that's why we have the slow second half. But, yeah, it's it's nice to see that they can do that and look calm doing it, instead of thinking, you know, instead of dreading it like we were last night. He's going to kick the ball away. I, I He's did, going to I get, did this you know. a lot. Uh, and again, you two are too young. But I <laughs> if I'd got a pound for every time I said this, I'd be rich. But, I mean, Liverpool in the pre-Alex Ferguson at Man United years, they they would they wouldn't change their style of play even if they went down a goal or two goals. They just kept playing away because they knew that eventually a goal would come. And Kate, that seems to be how we're playing. You know, we didn't panic when Rotherham scored. Um, we were still playing it around. And it's almost like, yeah, keep playing that because you're going to get a goal at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just follow the process, isn't it? Just keep with the process, keep with the plan. Um, and I think Enzo is drilling that into us. Last season, there was so much panic. Players made mistakes. We saw it quite a few times. There was just no confidence in the plan working. And I think that speaks volumes. And I can't wait to read some of the books that may be released off the back of the Brendan season when these players retire. (laughs) But I do think there's a lot. I think these guys have faith in the process. It's going well so far. 
Um, and he's willing to try different stuff, like just like Brad said, with different lineups. Just mm. he's willing to just try different lineups for different oppositions, which is something we're so not used to seeing. Um, especially seeing as well this weekend, Celtic complaining about the stuff that we were complaining about last year with Brendan. It was a very evil laugh that Brad had there, wasn't it? Was it? Evil laugh. It's so I'm not, I'm... <laughs> that was Bond villainesque. <laughs> Sorry, I was just reminiscing and thinking about the fact that how even Celtic fans were annoyed at him already and they didn't really want him back to start off. <laughs> it's just funny. It's football karma works in many ways, doesn't it? And I can't remember where I've read I thought it was Rob Tanner's. Um, but it, apparently, um, some, some of the, stuff, the way that Enzo's playing, he literally had three different systems in one game. You know, and people are saying, like, you don't do that in the championship. Well, apparently we are doing it, and we're, we're winning with it. Somebody's going to get a battering soon, aren't they, Kate? Yeah, you'd like to think so, definitely. Um, yeah, you'd like to think so. I think that we've had a few chances that we've missed. I think Vardy will start firing soon. Once he's just got his position sorted with what role he's properly playing, because I don't think he had a clue last year. Um, yeah, someone's going to be in for a beating, especially if we're only 10 to 20% of what we are supposed to be at the moment. And I think when things start to click a bit more, these new players come in, the camps settle because the window will be shut. Um, it will be pro- all hands to the fore and concentration will be will be key. Yeah. Um, and I think he's fierce. I think Enzo's fierce. He's not afraid to drop anybody. He's not afraid to try something new. And you've got to qualify each week. You have to qualify for the squad. Are you, are you saying we've now got a manager that doesn't have favourites? Yes. Oh <laughs> my God, I forgot what that was like. Not his favourite. It doesn't make you feel like crap either. It's just like, you know, like with, like with Pep Door, you know, how many people would snap your hand off to have Phil Foden starting every week and he was left out again at the weekend? Yes. He's yes. just managing the players, isn't it? Knowing that, okay, I played my part last week, I'll step back this week because such and such is in, and it's just being happy and managing expectations. Yes. Brad, I just very quickly, before we move on, just want to finish on one point with yourself, and then I just want to read something Rob has written. Uh, but Kate mentioned earlier about Leeds United. Uh, started badly, but they had players that were on strike... Uh, the players that didn't want to play, they've now gone out and bought Poro, which I think, personally, I think might come back and bite us on the bum, depending who goes out, which we'll be looking at uh, later. Uh, but Southampton looking good, it could be the three of us battling for it. Three three down, two places. Yeah, uh, which is, again, sadly, in, in the sense of competition, I guess it's usually the case, isn't it? You normally find a... You know the reason that you know the reason certain teams get tagged with yo-yo clubs is because they all they you know too good for the championship, not good enough for the Premier League, and that's it's not surprising really. Um, I think real if you really thought about it, all three teams have somehow shown what we maybe potentially expected Leicester start to be, and 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 that is. Really, really well, which is how it's started and how it's gone, and we're top of the league and things are looking rosy early doors. Or we were thinking, okay, well, let's hope for a fairly decent start. Might have to put up with the odd draw or here, and that's it. And and we'll, we'll still be up there after the first couple of games. So what Southampton have done, or we kind of braced ourselves, didn't we, to kind of maybe have a bit of a struggle, 
maybe get, you know, not many points on the board, but then when it clicks, would start running. And that's what Leeds look like they've done. So it's a bit weird that all three teams have kind of played, uh, you know, started the season the way it is. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm no, I, I mean, I'm not doing great at predicting it, but from what I've seen results-wise, I, I don't see many other teams really up there as challenging us right now. I mean, Ipswich... You know, I had a great start. We're the only team fighting out for a hundred percent record, but so, so yeah, I'd say it has to be because you know you were you were very much blowing your own trumpet when it came to the prediction league, um, and I, I hurt my neck looking at the table trying to find you the other day. <laughs> oh, yeah, you down there? <laughs> no, I didn't think you'd be able to hit that, mate. You know, sorry, um, sorry, sorry, mate. I I heard you say something, then, and all of a sudden the sound cut out. Yes. Uh, Leeds United and Southampton, the clubs relegated with Leicester, will be strong too by the end of the window, with the latter in particular cash rich after the sale of three key players. But there is a reason why, when the team sheets come through, wherever Leicester play this season, journalists covering the opposition blow out their cheeks and ruefully shake their heads at the list of names chosen by Mark Kayser. Leicester are building a squad the fans can be excited about, but which must also be able to carry the burden of being the second tier's big hitters and the scout the other 23 clubs want to claim. Like I say, never a true word. Uh, I, I do like what Rob says. Right, well, we'll move on because the transfer window is coming up on Friday and we'll be looking at uh, a few ins and outs uh, straight after this. The TalkSport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Including Leicester Till I Die. Independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful. The TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast Podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. I sound sexy when I talk like that, don't I? <laughs> it was a rough night. It was a rough night, guys. Um, <laughs> Kate, uh, I can't believe it is uh, transfer deadline day. Uh, we've got a few shows this week. Tomorrow we've got the watch along at 7 o'clock of the um, Tranmere game uh, in the Caribou Cup second round. Uh, on Thursday, Brad will be doing the preview show. On Friday, Brad will be doing the prediction show. And then straight after the prediction show, we at half eight through to the close of the uh, window, which is usually about quarter past 11, because you're allowed a few minutes, we will be doing a transfer deadline day special. And we'll be looking at the signings we've made, the players we'll be letting go. So I think there'll be quite a few going this week. But uh, Kate, we, we sort of touched on this before, before we came live. And... We, when we're talking about the transfer window, we're talking about the players that are coming in and going out, etc. I'm having to sort of, I'm getting quite fat on this, you know, humble pie that I'm having to eat. Because I said at the start, I wasn't sure about Enzo. Was he the man for us? Um, you know, the experience that he's had at this level. I did want the Ipswich Town Manager or Thomason from, from Blackburn. But my God, he is, is, well, we've said it, haven't we, so many times, he's blowing us away this season. What what a choice by top, and top in fairness, backing him 100%. Yeah, I agree. I always back top 100%. I think we do a really thorough job. I think what a lot of fans get frustrated with is that we do it on the down low. We don't have 
we don't put our dirty laundry out in public very often. I think there'll be loads of names that got interviewed that we don't know the half of. Mm -hmm. So when Enzo came out the hat, it was quite a surprise. But also he's a young manager. I like it when young managers get picked. Brendan was always our cherry on the top choice that I think Bichai would have wanted. Um, mm -hmm. He came at a cost um, and he came with arrogance, whereas Enzo's got a point to prove as much as the club has that we are worthy of being in the Premier League. So I'm dead chuffed. I think he's fresh I think he's really experienced he's learned a lot of pet if our test is anything to go by we could do great um you know they're both products of pep um so yeah I'm you know I'm glad you're eating humble pie really that's all I've got to say you <laughs> are yeah, yeah no fine I, I don't mind eating you know it's one of my one of my favorite yeah. hobbies I'm not gonna lie uh yeah I mean look we we we, we do you know we moan about Brendan at, at the end you know Belend. And like you say, he was arrogant. But look, he did bring us two European campaigns back to back for the first time in our history. He got us, let's be honest, to a semi-final of a European competition, albeit not the one that we went in for, but we did get and we were only beaten by a club that was managed by one of the most successful European managers there's ever been. Um won us the FA Cup, um, got us the community shield. So he did come up with that arrogance at the start. He he kept it though, you know. But how long are we going to be able to keep hold of Enzo? That's my question, Kate. Um, well, if he does the business like we want him to do, it will be quite difficult to keep hold of him. However, I think Leicester's such a good pull in terms of attraction and having autonomy, which a lot of Premier League clubs don't give you. I couldn't mm. say abroad, he might be interested in going abroad. Um, but I think he sees it as a project. And I, when you're a young, ambitious manager like he is, I think you want to see it through as much as possible, as long as you continue to have the backing of the board and the free reign that he's probably been promised. Um, so we'll just have to see there, really. But um, he's quite ballsy for top because it, was, it would have been easy to pick a name, like a known name, who's already been in the championship, who's already proven... Mm -hmm. Um, but as is the case with us, we don't we don't do what others want us to do. We do our own thing. We we do our own game, um, and most of the time it's been okay. Yeah, I mean Brad, as, as Kate said there, it was ballsy by Top. He surprises us. I mean, you know, we've got to say this Top and Vichai, R.I.P. Before him, you know, Sven. I mean, you know, where the hell did that come from? All right, it was an experiment that. You could say didn't work, although I think, you know, the fact that we were in eighth or something when we sacked him, you know, was questionable. Uh, bringing Nigel back was like, that was completely and utterly left field. Um, going and getting Brendan, I mean, in fairness, nobody really expected that. It's probably like the the, the biggest in there, apart from when we went to get Jock Wallace, was, it was a huge signing. Uh, but what I like about uh, what's happening now is that Top is backing him. We do know last couple of seasons he wasn't able to. We know the reasons why. Uh, somebody said earlier about the FFP, but we have got to get rid of these big you know, high-wage earners. But Top is, is saying, like, yeah, we're going for this. Yeah, definitely. And I think he's always tried, they've, they've always tried, Leicester, uh, under this ownership, to bring in somebody who's here for the project and not the short term. I mean, God, Chris, the, the, the 90s might be wonderful memories, but they came with some shoddy spells of managers, didn't they? I think we had little... I mean, we nearly we nearly lost O'Neill less than a year into his contract. 
Um, Mark McGee, wanker, absolute wanker. Uh, but you well, know, we had a period of club work, didn't he? If I remember well, right, apparently, apparently so. Apparently, they were, they, they, but um, I mean, it only took them to the mid 2000s to get up to the Premier League, but we don't talk about them being a bigger club. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we had a hell of a ride, didn't we? Back then, when we had a manager, it felt like every six months. Um, so uh, you look at their, their, their history in, in longevity. I know the Pearson one's probably the exception to that, but they were there for as long as it felt they were benefiting the club and the project was going in the right direction. I don't think any manager that has been sacked by by Vich Ayo when he was alive, God rest his soul, his dad, um, was ever unjustified. I don't think there's been... You know, sometimes we look at Watford, Chelsea, who make catastrophic signings and managers and catastrophic jobs of keeping them and whatnot. But I don't think they've ever come with an unjustified reason for, for sacking a manager. And I, I like the fact that this gamble, if you want to call it that, which I suppose technically it is, no matter how successful it is, has paid off. Yeah. Doug, welcome along to the chat. Um, ten men yesterday, and you still came back and won. Uh, well done. I was, it wasn't the sending off I was expecting at the start, to be honest with you. I thought it might be Trent that took the uh, early bath, but I didn't see the sending off, so I can't comment on it. But, Kate, I mean... When when we had the um, you know the 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 the, the match with um, and all the, the sort of the celebration of Ichai afterwards, how many ex managers turned up? Oh God, phenomenal! All, all that had been sacked, all people that had been sacked, and Craig Shakespeare's come back as well. All right, I know when you get sacked, you get a back back a nice huge payoff. Thank you very much. So you get a nice big lump of money. You don't have to worry about picking teams and winning or losing. But still, the fact that they came back, I think, shows that, you know, the respect that they had for that family. Yeah, because they conduct their business in the right way. I don't think they lie. I don't. I think they command respect both ways. I think they're really open and transparent. And at the end of the day, it's just business. Nothing's ever personal. Um, the same with Brendan. I don't think he'll have any hard feelings about the club. He'll be frustrated probably at some of the transfer stuff that's gone on, of which we barely probably know half the truth. Um, yeah. But they just command respect because they demand it from you. Um, they give you a nice working environment. They give you autonomy. Um, and people like that are really, really few and far between in football, unfortunately. I'm uh, sorry, I've just um, had Maisie uh, message me. I'm going to see if she can get her in about uh, our, our sign-in. Um, if, you, if you've got a few sort of um, chats that I've saved here, James, uh, Son, Scott, we're going to go through individual players. So um, I'm not ignoring all your chats. Like it, it says across the bottom, I, I will come back to them. But Brad is going to um, discuss our new sign-in. Because he's very, very good at pronouncing his name. Well, not new signing, but he's having a medical. He's virtually he's here, isn't he, Brad? As good as. Yeah, good old Abdul. He's uh, he's brilliant. <laughs> it looks like he's going in. And, and again, you talked about it earlier. The one thing that this will do is he's nineteen years of age, so he'll go straight under the the rule, and it won't affect the squad size in terms of another name goes out. He's nineteen. So he gets a free pass on the registration. We don't need to include him technically in the squad uh, in that sense, in the 25-man part of it. So, yeah, we, we asked for depth. He's gave competition. We now 
a little bit overweighted on that side before I feel but then maybe one of them's a bit you you know a bit universal and can play on the left side so it's kind of cover all round so yeah your thoughts on yeah exciting yeah really exciting I agree with Brad I think we might be a bit heavy in that area but if um, Enzo wants to use the wingers to come into the centre, as we've seen Ricardo do and players like that, then I think it, it will be all part of the system and each person will have their own role to play mm. on each game and each opposition. It will be a different system each time with some of the wingers, I think, and you know where they used to cover with them without the ball. I think, yeah, I mean, we've, we've, we've been saying we want somebody on that right wing for ages and like buses. <laughs> they all, all come, come at once. You're waiting, you're waiting years and then to arrive. Um, and I think the way Kate, that, that Enzo plays, he, he, he's never, we're not going to go, look, we know we, we wanted to up front for how many years, Brad? It was never going to happen. I don't think it's ever going to happen under Enzo. But the way he looks at that, he sees these wingers, and I think this is what is where if we are going to sort of lose a, a striker or two up front, I'm not actually overly worried because Katie seems to like to play his wingers. Well, they're the ones that are scoring the goals at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously Man City went for quite a while without a number nine before Erling came along. And they still won things, didn't they? They still won things. And also, I don't know whether you noticed when I saw the highlights at the weekend, but Enzo's always talking about the simplicity we've said before about football in that you need to get players in the box to score. It really is that simple. And at the weekend, when Casey had his had his op- opportunities and thankfully scored both, the options that were in the box, I think there was five players in the box for his second goal. Um, everyone's buying into that, pumping forward. If you're there, you've got an you know, if you're there, you've got an option, you've got a chance. So I think that's the, the more collaborative way of playing and using everybody in the middle of the park to get in and, and fill that box, really. No, totally. Um, Terry is asking where he's coming from. Um, should have gone to Specsavers, Terry, because it says on the screen. <laughs> I think it might be Sporting uh, Sporting Club in Portugal. By any chance? I don't know. I'm mean, I typed that out on the screen. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> not got the glasses on, eh, Terry? Um, I'm just going to – I just want to sort of um, – oh, bugger. I just want to press the right button. That helps, really, doesn't it? Um, done it twice. Here we go, finally. Um, so, Brad, I mean, let, let's have a look at uh, Abdul Fatwa Isashaku. Um, by God, they'll make a bit of money on his shirts, won't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just a bit on that one. I did say... Oh, well, well done, Terry. Uh, I did say he's a bit like... Um, uh, one of those silly names I came up with for the quizzes last year. Um, eighth signing of the summer is on loan with an option to buy again. Um, let's have a look what it says about him. Uh, strengthen the right wing position this weekend with the addition of Yunus Akgun. That's actually quite easy to say compared to this guy who was signed on an initial loan from Galatasaray. The club now looked to be closing the second signing in that position. Fatawu, ah, that's what they call it. They're going for for Fatawu, his middle name. Um, Fatawu is expected to sign on loan uh, from Portuguese side, Terry. Sporting Club de Portugal have been left out of the side's first team plans for the season. According to Ebola, the night, which I presume is a 
uh, a Portuguese paper. The 19-year-old is already in England and has completed his medical city with an announcement expected soon. Joined Sporting in April 22 after the Portuguese club beat off competition to sign him from Ghanaian outfit Steadfast FC. The youngster played in the Champions League for the club last season and was part of the Ghana squad who took part in the World Cup in Qatar. He will become the third winger signed by Enzo this summer. I mean, Brad, you know, when, the fact that he plays for Ghana is got to be. I mean, when you, when you look at them in the World Cup, they are really impressive. Um, instead, they will play fourteen point six million if they earn promotion back to the Premier League, and if a player plays sixty percent of the city's matches. I mean, and again, another exciting player. Yeah, it definitely is. And that Dave will be chuffed to bits because he lost his Ghanaian favourite, didn't he? Last, you know, at the end of the season with uh, Daniel Amati. So, you know, d- at least at least that pain will be healed for Dave and he has that as a replacement. But yeah, look, young, exciting winger, nothing nothing to lose on, on Lever Park's club and everything to gain because it's a cheap price. Um, he had the certain... Expect you know there's certain things that have to be met for obviously for Leicester to have to pay that fee, but they could have a 65 percent bit of a weird number in my opinion on that one. But I suppose it wouldn't matter if he impresses enough. Leicester will go well. We got you know we you know if we get half of that, I suppose I can just activate it anyway. I don't think it's necessary. I just think it's more a case of Leicester will say well, you know we'll get him in. So yeah, good to see depth in that and competition in that area. Kate, a deal that was done and was announced whilst I was in bed Saturday night. And I do apologise, Brad, you did tweet me into it, but I didn't see it because I wasn't looking at my phone because I had an early night. Uh, as you well know, I was tired last week. And, uh, <laughs> yes. I turned up late for a show, Kate. I'm sure that Brad will remind me about that. Oh, yeah. It was. It, it wasn't. It wasn't an important show, guys. It was only. It was. A, it was only a, a, a watch along. It was only a match day. It was Gorinda two point over here. So, yeah, Gorinda's. Yeah. I like to be forgotten, to be honest. It's not. Nice. Can I? Can I just say though? <laughs> you did try to ring me. That when it was you, I was messaging your girlfriend, <laughs> give him a kick up the arse and tell him to wake him up. Um, and look, we've got Yunus. Akgun arrive, uh, confirmed, I say, Saturday night, just uh, hours after the win. He's uh, joined on a season-long loan with the optional obligation to make the move permanent. Uh, Galatasaray's strange move have actually announced the details of the, the... Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The deal. Uh, they announced on their official Twitter account. Can't call it X. Um, an agreement has been reached with Leicester City Football Club Limited for the temporary transfer of our professional footballer player, Yunus Akgun, uh, with a con- conditional compulsory purchase option. 
According to the agreement, Leicester City Football Club Limited will pay a temporary transfer fee of £429,000 to our company. The foot player's conditional transfer fee is £7.7 In addition, in the event that the player is transferred um, and they sell him on, they'll get 15% of any future sale. Sounds like a bloody good deal, Kate. Yeah, it does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's interesting that uh, the other winger for Galatasaray is Tete, isn't it? Um, so I'm hoping that you catch mm. him Tete. Um, but it sounds really exciting. He sounds really chuffed to be here as well. I think he said as soon as he found out Leicester was involved, it was a bit of a no-brainer. Um, yeah, it's another exciting winger for us, really. He seems to have a bit of a bit of experience. Um, they're just so young, aren't they? They're all born in the 2000s, which is just unbelievable. Are you, are you oh, feeling old so now? You've celebrated your uh, <coughs> birthday uh, about 10 times. Is I know. It's on you. I know, it really is. Too are you trying to spend the whole year drunk so you don't have to think about how <laughs> yeah. old you are? Yeah, it makes it, it, makes it easier. <laughs> Terry's going to go thank you Terry for popping in all the best mate um, but he does look he does look impressive uh, I mean just saying there he's um, Galatasaray which let's be honest with you perennial Champions League uh, alright you could argue you know <laughs> it's only Turkey but still uh, three time Turkish Championship uh, champion winner, Turkish Cup winner, Turkish second tier winner, Turkish Super Cup win. Brandy's got more trophies than Harry Kane. But yeah, but um, I, so, I mean, yeah, I was going to say to be fair, I've got a few man of the match and medals from when I was a kid, so we've we've all won more than Harry Kane. Uh, it's not that difficult. Um, but yeah, it's impressive resume he comes with. I know people say, "Oh, Galatasaray aren't the side they used to be," but they've They've been up there as predominant um, team before, and yeah, so it's look. It looks good, like Kate said. He's, he's a young lad that's born in this two thousands odd era, which is scary because I still think you know twenty years ago was the eighties. So that's how when I was growing up, there used to be a saying: when policemen started to look young, you're getting old. Now it's only when footballers look like they've just got out the cot, then you're getting old. Um, but yeah, it, hey, it's exciting. This is what we want. We want youngsters, aren't we? I mean, Kate, you can remember, I'm sure, as I know Brad can because we've talked about it, you know, under the lights, you know, when we are in the Championship before, uh, the ex-Premier League players that were coming to us just to earn a laugh, Bob or two, we were like the Darby and Jones Football Club, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, we really were. Yeah, there's, yeah. So this is refreshing to have people on the right end of their career. Once yes. I'm just looking at his stats myself. The only thing that I've noticed is he hasn't got that many goals. Um, so whether he's that type of winger, whether he's just more assists, um, so be What's, what was his assist like? Um, it doesn't really say here. It just says appearances and goals. Oh, okay. It doesn't say. I can't find his assist. But yeah, so this is where this is where Kate finds out he only has like two assists as well. So <laughs> that would be typical, <laughs> wouldn't it? But you've got to have someone to pump it in the box. If he's got great crosses, then I'm not bothered about him scoring. No, no, yeah. because we've got other players that, that, that will do it. And, yeah. you know, we, we say, all right, a striker's job is to score goals. But the, the good thing is, and you're doing well as a team when your striker's not scoring, when the other team, when the other players are chipping in with goals, you know. But, look, I'm, I'm worried about some of the I know we've got to get rid of some of the players. And, again, I forget who it was now said earlier about FFP. 
Uh, so we have, not that we want necessarily want to sell some players, but I think we've got to because of the wages. Because these youngsters we're bring, bringing in are not going to be on the £100,000 a week that some of the uh, players that we're trying to get rid of are. But when it goes through now, the other end of the scale, Kate, uh, and teams, uh, players that are possibly leaving, uh, Wilfred Indeedy to Forest. Going to Forest doesn't particularly bother me because he's got no particular links to Leicester, as in he wasn't a boy. I actually watched a um, podcast the other day with Gary Lineker on it, and he does a podcast with him, Mika Richards, and oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. And when he came back, he was doing one, and it, I say watched, I, I was just one of the, the TikTok clips. And he was saying that when he came back to England and he signed for Spurs, that um, Brian Clough rang him up from Forest saying, like, you know, are you coming back? And he was going, yeah, it's a good possibility. And he said, would you consider signing for Nottingham Forest? Apparently he turned around and said, oh, I really want to sign for one of the big clubs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you, Gary, but well done, mate. Well done. <laughs> Uh, and then he was saying, like, yeah, but I can't sign for you anyway because it's Forrest. And I kind of get that because he was a Leicester lad. But indeed, he hasn't got that. But again, is that a sort of player? I mean, when you look at the way he's been playing this season, it's like a, a reborn. Would or would we be wrong to sell him, do you think? Yeah, I'm a bit on the fence about this one. Because if you'd have said to me in, before the season started that they're coming in for him, I'd be like, have him, because I feel his best days are behind him with us. I think the last two yeah. years in particular have been really poor compared to the standards that he set beforehand. Like, man, you were sniffing at one point, and you can completely understand why. Um, mm. But now I feel like Enzo's done the hard work for somebody else, getting his confidence back up, showing what else is available to him in terms of how he can play. So I'm a bit frustrated that Forrest are going to get that sort of newly awoken and Didi. But at the same time, he's not what he was for us. So he's expensive. I've just had a look. He's 75 grand a week. Wow. wow. So when you think he's not worth that to us, if we bought him today, we, we wouldn't pay that for him. So no, no. You, you've got to just... You've got to just make those difficult decisions, haven't you? You've got to make yeah. those difficult decisions. Yeah. And if they want to pay that, I don't think he's... Premier League material anymore because we saw that for the past two seasons. So good luck. Agree with that, Brad? Quickly. I mean, it's a bit. I do agree to 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 a particular point because I just look at it and I thought I could understand. And I know we'll get on certain other names after this. I won't say to who, who they like. I'm sure people will guess in the comments. But he's been playing. He's been in the team. We've got to the last week of the transfer window. Maybe this rumour started yesterday, so so eight days or whatever you want to be really pedantic about it, before the transfer window shorts. You kind of just got the feel that he was comfortable here. Now, I don't know. Maybe Leicester have sent some opportunity. They, you know, I think what we've always said is that, 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 I don't know, maybe I'm, clutching at straws here but Madison and Barnes we knew we was going to lose them but we also got a feeling that if for some reason Spurs didn't come in from Madison or Newcastle didn't really fancy Harvey Barnes because West Ham lost their interest in them didn't they now whether that's because they knew they were going to get out muscled by Newcastle we don't know but we had two players that were more than likely going to go but were happy to stay 
mm-hmm. and, and rebuild, you know, rebuild the damage they were a part of. And I wonder if maybe the FFP, maybe maybe these tangible loan deals and, and, and potential transfers that he's got lined up require, with the greatest respect, not losing, say, McIntyre out on loan or something like that, who's going to basically be 20 grand, 30 grand. And maybe the option is, indeed, I've got, you know, a lot of players yeah. here. You're on 75, we need to let you go, sort of thing. If you're, and you told me at the start, you'd be happy to go to a Premier League club if they're interested. Yeah. It's just weird it, that he's played it, so much. This was a quick answer for uh, for Brad, by the way, Kate. Um, <laughs> I just want to say, Boris, I'm sure you come in with a purpose for just a, a, a purpose to shit stir, because I do wonder whether you watch this team or not. And I'm sorry, you've got to take into account that he's injured, uh, he, or he was injured. Uh, you've got to take into account that he was under a bell end that wasn't playing him right. And, and I, I'm sorry, I think the fact I, I'm not, I'm going to argue, Boris, and say, no, you're completely off skew there. And I don't know who you've been watching. The fact that he couldn't care, I think, is a is an accusation that I don't think you could really throw at indeed. Do you, Kate? No, not at all. I didn't. I don't feel there's many players, if any players, that didn't care. I think a lot mm. of them cared. I just felt like they were had the wrong leader of the ship. Um, lose confidence, and no matter what athlete you are, if you lose confidence in your job, you're going to look like a shadow of yourself. And I don't think they had any direction. I think we'll give it. Uh, we'll give it about. Should we count to twenty and see if Boris mentions Vardy? <laughs> okay. Um, this one, I, I, I've really got to play this for us, Brad. <laughs> I mean, if if Castagna goes, his face not going to go because, you know, they've been best bum buddies for the end of last season. But look, Castagna to Fulham. Uh, Silver, the, the Fulham manager, is saying it's as good as a done deal. Uh, I think we both agree, don't we? Um, then we'll get Kate's opinion on in a second. But Brad, yeah, I mean, I don't think we'll be, any of us will be crying into our suit, will we? No, I won't. Uh, similarly, for some of the reasons that Kate said, he's not been interested in playing for Leicester from the second that final whistle went. Uh, you know, against West Ham at the end of end of May, you know, he wasn't interested in the championship. Um, and you know, kind of a little bit like what Kate was saying about Ndidi. The fact that we're going off what we've seen over the last year or so, yeah, fine. Be be my guest, Fulham, take him because look, they were wrong. He's had some great moments here. I'm not saying I'm not besmirching, but I'm saying if you're going off what we saw last season and how he played and well, struggled to play last season because he got exposed a lot on that right hand side or the left-hand side, uh, whichever one he was on, I'm not really... It's not a big loss. And at least we knew where we stood with him because, you know, it hasn't featured on and off the bench. I think we kind of knew he was going to be a player that went. So, come on, let's get another 70-odd grand wage taken off the chunk of the bill or whatever he's on. It's it's not the worst loss in the world. 
Yeah. Um, sorry to see him go. Okay, I'm just reading here on the Mercury. It says, um, I'm just trying to look at Liverpool move. I'm just trying to work out who that's for. But your thoughts on Castagna going? Will you miss him? No, I won't miss him, but I think he's been a good servant for us. Um, mm. I, I think he's got elements of quality in him. I think all the Belgian members of the team that we've had have got quality in them. Um, I don't think he had his best season last year. We did get caught out a lot, like Brad said. I also feel some of his um, injuries, so his shoulder problem and his fractured eye socket, I think you've seen before with players that they just lose a bit of gumption mm. and a bit of aggression when they have those horrible kind of facial injuries. So it wouldn't surprise me if that's affected him. And he's not even featured at all this year. He's So I'm not paying someone 70 grand a week to basically use Seagrave. It seems absolutely ridiculous. So when you're thinking 150 grand a week, we've got spare if Wolf gave as, as well. Yes. You know, yes. That's, that's massive. That's massive for us. Yeah. I mean, he, he made the bench on uh, Saturday, but he didn't. He didn't come on. That was a bit of a weird decision. But look, in, in Enzo, we trust. Um, Brad, um, this was a guy that you were saying isn't going anywhere. Um, <laughs> <And me. laughs> oh, he's injured. Shut up. <laughs> well, in fairness, big up to you, Kate, because I don't remember you saying that, but. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you, this this is the standard. I mean, you know, Gary Lineker has Alan Shearer and Mika Richards. I have Kate and uh, Kate and Brad. Well, you're very lucky, so make sure you count yourself. Lucky. Yeah, it should be privileged. Fathers. Ah, privileged and lucky. That's the word. I'm, you know, you sound like two of the dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> Here they come, privileged and lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, um, this is a, it is a bit of a weird one, but look, that's the, the, the that's the thing when a new manager comes in. If you've just signed for the old manager, um, they go, and the new manager comes in, and suddenly it's like, well, I don't want you. Yeah, this was probably the most strangest out of the lot when you break this transfer down because. He was one of the first players that came out and said, I want to help get Leicester back to the Premier League. I feel responsible. I want us to be there. So, has maybe Enzo already had his first falling out with a player or something? Because the, the next strange part is he's barely been here nine months. You know, he's not been here. You know, he, we, you know we got him in, in January. So it's not like he's been here a while, is it? So, he's on a big contract. And then the, the final weird piece of the jigsaw is I could understand a loan move because you'd say, okay, he plays inverted wingers. He wants to make room. We've got JJ, we've got Thomas, we've got Doyle playing there. It is possibly a loan move. Um, we will get eight. Well, this is what I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah, but it, but, yeah, but this is what I'm getting to. I could understand a loan move because, well, he's got a big contract, but we can't, we don't want to pay it. You know, Bologna probably paying maybe 20%, but it's 20% less than, you know, what we're paying. That would have made fair enough sense. But the fact that you've got a player who clearly was up for the fight, didn't care that it was a championship, wants to be a part of it, and then you loan him out. And very openly, I think this is, again, a weirdly very open transfer. It's like four-year contract, medical's all done, but it's just a case of if and when's a bit. And it's, it's very strange how open it is. Why would you want to sell him? I'm a bit confused why 
it's not just a yeah. straight up loan and not and why it's got a weird buy market it's to it. But... Funny that the two um, what you would call left back players because you've got you've got Doyle who seems to fill it, be filling into that left centre back if it's a back three and left back if if we're playing more. So he tends to fill that role. Like I said, you know, after the game, I think he is still developing. I think there's still room for him to to to, to improve. Uh, Nate, by the way, thanks very much, mate. Have a good day over there in America. Uh, stay safe. Um, so it looks like, and we'll come on to Luke Thomas after this, uh, but Kate, like I say, it's a loan with a, with an option to buy. Uh, £860,000 we'll get. We, play, we paid just short of £13 million for him. Um, it means City will recoup the initial fee paid to FC Copenhagen for his services back in January. Uh, it is said the defender cost an initial 15 million euros with City possibly playing another 5 million in add-ons which we will save so we're not having to pay for those um, it doesn't likely have any of those were met um, the 20 year olds made a total of 14 appearances for City in the second half of last season um, he came in at a bad time and any player coming in is going to struggle aren't they into that sort of team uh, but I, I, the, the, they have said that if he doesn't move, then he will possibly be, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for, assimilated into the new style of play if he can be, uh, and possibly move on in, in January. But again, there's somebody else who got it totally wrong in saying how good he was, he was only injured and, you know, there's no way he's moving. Your thoughts on him possibly going? Yeah. Sorry if I reminded you of that. <laughs> I'm a bit disappointed just because. I think every Leicester player, every Leicester fan, sorry, bought into him when he when he joined. Like his first game against Villa was excellent. I know Tete's was as well, but he just showed real commitment, <laughs> real real drive forward, which we were desperate for under Brendan. Like he wanted to do the overlap, he wanted to do the one twos, he was just wanting to make himself available for attacking football. Yeah. So I'm quite surprised that given how Brendan wants to uh, Enzo, sorry, wants to play, that he's not being incorporated. But he may just not think he's good enough or you know what, if he has a great season over there, then we'll we'll haul him back. But yeah, I am disappointed. And I think he'll be really disappointed as well. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm just looking here. Um, loan transfer rules, Leicester City must follow as they look to, to, to do deals. Um, I'm not, I think, how many loan players are we allowed? I'm just seeing, oh, we can have a maximum of seven players loaned in and seven players loaned out. So, yeah, we're, we're, we've got, what, five of them, four, I think, at the moment, isn't it, you know, um, that we've loaned in. So, um, just uh, let me just save that. Um, this one, uh, Brad, um, this will please Leicester fans, I'm sure, because they, they, they seem to have a hate for him. Uh, but Luke Thomas, um, apparently James Madison, according to the Talk Sport, James Madison recommends ex-Leicester teammate Luke Thomas to Leeds boss Daniel Farke. Why? Why, 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 why would he be ringing up Madison for his advice? He was barely there five minutes with Madison. Not really, that's a weird one. But I'm I not suppose, surprised. No, I suppose he looks at Madison and says, well, you played a lot with Thomas. Well, I, I suppose, but... That's just I don't, I don't get the stance where a manager would wriggle point uh, a, a, a player he had more than five minutes with. But anyway, that aside, 
it's not the worst deal. I'm not surprised he's gone out alone. Look, you know I like Luke Thomas. The biggest problem you have with Luke Thomas is, is two things. One, completely out of his control, is the fact that he was thrust into Premier League football probably about a year or two ahead of his development because he was only not, barely 19. And we have this obsession at Leicester where we hate wing-backs that don't attack. Even though they're not designed to attack and even though they play better when they're slow, steady, not diving forward, not overlapping all the time, uh, we have an, in, a, in, an intolerable impatience for them to be, you know, playing as double wingers almost and, and running up and down the pitch for 90 minutes. So that's where he gets hated from because it's the same hatred that Chilwell got. Uh, mm-hmm. An England international was shy, to, world's shyest left back to a lot of people's eyes, which is utterly bizarre. Um, but it's not the worst. I, I think I said this on someone else's podcast, but I, I maybe would have preferred him to go to a team that maybe, with the greatest respect, isn't going to affect us too much. Like maybe a new boys, Plymouth or Sheffield Wednesday or someone like that. You know, someone who's potentially going to struggle this season and I would lead. I know they've had a bad start, but they're picking up. I don't, I don't know how that goes for us, but... You know, it, it, he needed this. He's been wanting and needing this for a few years now. So I'm happy to see him go out alone and, you know, get that promotion, bring him back. He's had a full season in the Championship. I don't know whether it's I'm a, a permanent signing. I was just talking loans generally. but I, I, I assume it's a loan myself because of what I've read about it. I assume right. it's a loan. Oh, OK. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Kate, uh, Callum Doyle and James Justin seem to be ahead of Thomas in the pecking order for the left-back position. We do seem to have a sort of surplus of left backs when we've got a manager that doesn't particularly want to play left backs. Yeah, I think we do. And I think Luke Thomas's biggest weakness, which isn't anything he can do about, is he's not very physical. And I think in the championship, you've got to be physical. He got out muscled a lot. His stature's not as big as you would want it to be in that position. Like when you compare him to Doyle and JJ, he's, he's miniature, really. Um, I don't think he's quite got the the physical presence that you would want from your left-back defensively because he, he is a predominant defender. He's not an attacking left-back at all. So I'd rather the lad go and play football. I think he's been a great servant to us. He was thrown in at a horrible deep end, um, but yeah. I'd much rather have JJ any day of the week. So I think JJ, if he can get back to what he was, would would threaten the England left-back position. We, we, would, we would have struggled without him, wouldn't we? Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I think everybody knows that. Um, yeah. He did such a steady job. He's not going to set the world up. He did a steady job. Um, and, yeah, I, I want the lad to play football. I, I want anybody to play football. If you're not going to be part he, of He said he wants to play football, but he's not actually said he, he wants yeah. to go. But, you know, when you're looking at, you know, Ricardo, if he stays, uh, is going to be playing more of an attacking role rather than as a, as a out-and-out right-back. You've got Doyle that we brought in, who seems to probably be his first choice. Justin, if we can keep holding, if he doesn't go, can play left, left centre back, centre back. You know, he, he's right side. He's totally like he can slit into any of those little holes, can't he? And then you know, Christensen and how how many do we need? So yes, it is. You know, but uh, it's going to be it's going to be a busy week for us as Leicester fans. I'm absolutely sure. Uh, we're gonna have a quick look at the games that uh, we've just gone. I'm just coming up. And then we can all all nip off to bed, and we'll do it again. We'll do it as soon as I found the right uh, jingle. We'll do it after this. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch 
Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV. For all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. For the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! What does the X-Fox say? Oh, I tell you what. But I've actually got... Uh, just bear with me because I've just seen this come up. Apparently breaking news, Nottingham Forest are officially shit and they let a two-goal lead slip and they lost to Manchester United 3-2. <laughs> oh, 2 nil up and you let it slip. What can I say? Oh, joking aside, uh, very, very quickly, don't want to spend too long on the game, um, but it just carries on, doesn't it, Brad? You know, like we said earlier, you know, we, we, this this team doesn't seem to be phased by anything. And we've got a manager on the side of the pitch that's, you know, the players seem to, well, they say, don't they, that, that after a while, the owners become like the dogs. And I think after a while, it was the same with players and the manager. <laughs> but we've got a manager who's actually knows how to move a bit. Yeah, yeah, he's animated on the touchline, which is good. He's always in communication with his players, his staff, even those on the bench. And this is one of those, you know, games where grinding it out it was always going to be the case. So, you know, like Kate said earlier, we, we've not got into full flow yet. So, win games by by crook. It, you know, I, I know we say it tongue in cheek that we're making this championship look easy because the results suggest otherwise, but. You, you win games, you know, when you're not playing at your best. And, and this was another one of them. Enjoy it while we can. We've had a couple of seasons where it's not been as enjoyable. Let's enjoy the fact that we're winning. <laughs> I forgot what it was like. I, I, haven't got a, I haven't got a goal celebration ready when we score now. Um, I mean... <laughs> Um, I forgot your name then, Kate. It's the bottom. It's at the bottom. You've changed it from Gorinda, and it's I have, I have. I should do that. At least I didn't call you Dave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. You, obviously, you've, you've seen the highlights. You didn't see the match. Uh, but McAteer, I mean, he says today it's what dreams are made of, and I mean that. I mean, he's a youngster. He shouldn't be having that sort of confidence or playing. I mean, the first goal, well, that was that was good enough on its own. But that second goal, he had it. It was a box full of players. He took it on his right foot. He, he passed, you know, he, he swapped over to his left foot, dummy in one of their defenders, and he slotted it into the goal. I mean, who, who needs signings? Yeah, absolutely. He was. He just did so well. Um, and that's what confidence and belief does to you from your manager. Yeah. Like, if you're old enough, if you're good enough, you're old enough, aren't you? It doesn't matter yes. what your age is. Um, Enzo's obviously thought we're just gonna we're going to try you out because you, you you're good enough. We're sticking you on and seeing how you get on. And mm. he's not been made to feel inferior or junior or you're on the pitch, lad. Get yourself in some good positions, and who knows, you might score. And he he got the double, which was just awesome for him. I mean, at the start of the season, Brad, we saw Marcel on one side and McAteer on the other. Um, but did you say earlier that if McAteer had been fit, then Marcel might not got his chance last week? Yeah, but I, but I believe so because um, it just seemed that way. It just it seemed like what uh, what was said about 
the injury itself and the fact that he has to bring Marcel in. Uh, I think it was either you or Craig that pointed out that Marcel had had a few pre-seasons on the left as well. He played out on that left. So, he may have gone in on that side. Obviously, Mavadidi's been unmoved on that on that side, really. But he might have been more of an option to maybe come on off, you know, off the bench on that side. Um, but as it as it is, Mavadidi's doing a wonderful job, and he's felt the need to get two players regularly on the right. Obviously, Casey McAtee was injured, so he needed someone there. So, um, yeah, you know, he'd come back in, takes it with a plum, and I mean. You may have only said it 3,692 times, but you were right, Chris. It was worth watching the highlights a few times to watch that second goal. <laughs> Poor Brad. He came on post-match. He had me and Luke. Both of us haven't seen the goal. <laughs> he hadn't seen the goal. I was just using my poor old imagination, and it still wasn't as good as the goal itself, but I thought yeah. I might have seen it. wasn't good. But, Kate, I mean, what makes me laugh is here, he's 22 years old. He's not a youngster as such. I mean, what at what age did Wayne Rooney make his breakthrough? 16. 16, 17. So at 22, he's not actually, you know, this like, oh, he's, you know, he, you know, it's, it's a babe, you know, a Leicester babe. You know, then, then he's, he's, he's old enough, like you say, if you're old enough and ugly enough, just get on the pitch sort of thing. But what I like about Enzo is that, I think once the other, maybe when these new signings come in, we might not see much of Marcello and McAteer. But by the time they do, we know we can call on them and we know we can rely on them. And they know they've had that experience of being around that match day, of coming on and having the crowd. So they've got that experience, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you want players to, to fight for their place because we've seen it probably for the past couple of three seasons now, that the starting 11 for us was getting a bit too predictable. And with that comes mm. complacency from those starting 11 in in certain areas. I think Wilfred fell into that. I think Ndidi fell into that a bit, just to shoo in every match. And you don't have to battle and fight for your place. So I'm hoping it will bring a lot of competition in those wide areas for us. Um, we need to use them a lot more. And I think everybody, if we're going to have a decent cup run as well, we will need them. And... Mm have that match experience where if, if McAteer is second choice he can come on at 70 minutes if needed and still make an impact it's just knowing what your position is knowing when you need it and having the confidence to just go out there and put a performance in really yes yeah I mean Brad I'm just going to bring up our next few games but performance of seven that was given by Luke um having watched the game uh I think that was a fair assessment don't you yeah, I think it was because we had to give a lot of credit to Rotherham that game. They made it difficult. They looked good through spells. They they had us under the co- collar, um, and it, you know, and in the end, yet again, Leicester rely on on a late goal to 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 score them three points. But I always say, don't I, Chris? It's always hard to rate a player or a team six or less, in my opinion, when 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 you when you win the game because it doesn't matter necessarily how you go about it, whether it's free-flowing fancy football or it's scraping the scraping the win. A win's a win and to do that as a team, seven's a fair, very fair reflection of a performance that, that was put on. Kate, um, those are the games coming up. Um, yeah. 
Who's who's most like? I mean, Southampton on a Friday night. Well, <laughs> we know what happens with that, don't we? Um, I'm, I'm like that. I can't decide whether to try and get a ticket or not for it. But um, those are all our next league games. Saturday. Then we have got a Saturday off because I think it's an international break. Then we come back on the Friday. Then Wednesday. Then Saturday. Then Friday. There's a few TV games in there. Who there would you say is, is going to stop us? in this great start that we've had? I think Southampton will be tough. Um, I think they've got a point to prove, really, after such a, a horrible season last year. I think you'd like to think Hull is the easiest out easiest out of those on paper. Um, but, yeah, the, the last four are, are really tough. It'll be awesome to see um, Nigel back. Blackburn are going well. Um 15 points up for grabs there. I think if we can get double figures from those 15, we'll, we'll be really happy. Yeah. I'm just looking here. Yeah, Huller in eighth place. Um, played two, drawn one, uh, lost one. Rovers are just behind them in ninth place. Uh, both of them got seven points. Um, who else have we got coming up? Bristol City are in 14th on five points. That'll be Andy King back at the KP as well, won't it? Yes, it will. It will. And Matty yeah. James, I think, is a player coach now. Who is he? Matty James is a player oh, coach. Oh, is he? Now. Yeah. Wow. wow. Um, I mean, Brad, would you agree that, you know, with, with what Kate said? Yeah, I mean, it sounds obvious. I'd say Southampton are probably the danger team out of them lot. I kind of fancy our chances against Blackburn, even though it's away. I think in a weird way as well, the fixtures are probably the way you'd like them to be because, and I'm just going to put it out there as a hypothetical, let's just say we were at home and we lost to Southampton. And let's say that game is maybe where we get the first big, ooh, you know, ooh, that didn't go as well as we hoped sort of result. If then Norwich was at home, because Norwich away is not going to be easy as the either. You know, top they're, they're... Clash, top of the table clash. Well, yeah, potentially, yeah, obviously it has that about it. Um, but if you went into that game, then knowing you're going at Norwich at home and that becomes another defeat, I, I, I think that's when the pressure would really be on because, you know, obviously, then that would mean Bristol City wouldn't be at home. It'd be a way to reverse the fixtures round. It'd make that game harder. I think this is a chance to kind of go and and and, and really try and get a big scalp. For me, for me yeah. the, the hardest game there for me, I think, will be Norwich. Uh, they're second. Mm. Uh, we're away from home. Uh, we, I'm surprised that they're in this division because it was usually it was their turn to go up again, wasn't it? Uh, but Southampton. Uh, they managed to do the double overs last season anyway, so who knows what will happen with that. Um, and it, I, I just think they, they, they've sold some good players, so it depends who they get in, obviously. Um, but again, if they, you know, it depends who we get in, that, that's the thing. But to me, I think it's, it's the Norwich one that is going to be, be the, the, uh, the, the difficult one. It really is. Um, but hey, it's all about opinions. Um, we've got Tranmere in the Cup, ladies and gentlefolk, uh, on on tomorrow, tomorrow night. Um, Kate, I'm not going to ask you for a full 11, but anybody you'd drop, anybody you'd bring in? Um, I think you've got to bring in Martel again. 
Um, just because you want to keep him with some momentum if he's going to be if he's going to be partly playing in the league, um, and then I'd probably give Vardy Vardy a full run out. You want him to keep ninety minutes in his tank, I think, just in case he's needed at some point. Um, and then hopefully try some of the new guys out. He'd like to see um, Cassaday given a full ninety. I think it's time that he did that. Um, and hopefully some of the new players will. The new signings will get given a go as well, really, just in terms of 45, maybe. Brad, too soon for Atgun? No, I think throw him in. I think give him 60 minutes. I think he'll want to get minutes under his legs. And I think that's, well, the player and the manager, I think, will want to get 60 minutes in. I'm going to say what I love about when you're talking is how you mix your metaphors up. I absolutely love it. 60 minutes under his legs. Yeah, just under it, into it, over it. Yeah. It's it's like going on a bear run, mate. You can't go over it. You can't go around it, everything. You know, I know what I mean and you know what I mean and that's what matters. Whether I say what I mean is a different story. But what, yeah, what, I think what I don't... stops it from going from there to there. What what's it, what stops it? Uh, my, uh, my mental disability may stop that from happening with my autism. That's what's done that. But Sorry, no, honestly, carry on. No, no, I laugh about it all the time, mate. I, I always say, as long as you know what I meant, that's all that matters. <laughs> Someone understands me. <laughs> no, but. I think I think we'll probably see JJ. I think players that don't get in, that that you know, there'll be the fringe players will play. So JJ, maybe Storcheck. Um, I would say someone like Suta, but I couldn't give a toss what happens to him really. Um, you know, but I think you know why not get App gone in? Um, give, give him some minutes. Sixty of them to be eager enough. That's not just under, that's over and round and everything. <laughs> yeah, everything in between, mate. Everything in between. You got it right. Um, I've got to say, um, Kate, I mean, some of the players, I suppose, that haven't been playing could be leaving this week. So you don't want to sort of play them and then get injured them and get, get stuck with them, I suppose. But Dakar, does he make an appearance at all for you? I don't think he will. I don't think he will. But he's supposed to be going as well, isn't he? Wasn't he supposed to be looking at a London Yeah. Well, apparently 25 million to Bournemouth and they've made great signings before, yeah. like Dominic Solanke for 20 million. So I can have him. One thing we didn't quickly mention about transfers is Suit has got to get out this week, man. If he's not going to be... He's just got to go. Yeah, I have all the players yeah. that are getting linked to them. I'm like, why the hell is he not going? He's not been linked. That's that's yeah. why I didn't bring him up. He hasn't been linked yet. I'd offer I'd, I'd offer him out with a free Twix. <laughs> <laughs> well, or maybe offer to pay I for the petrol money. That's expensive. Isn't it? Football management. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maze is replied that should be able to come on or not, but she was just saying. Um, she calls him Fatawu as well. Everyone else, obviously, obviously, what they call him. Going to Leicester, I thought he was linked to Everton. Um, but then everyone... uh, Everton with transfers and stealing them, it doesn't work out, does it? Because they, uh, they've tried to buy half our squad this season as well. Well, all our strikers anyway, haven't they? <laughs> Everton. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Okay, uh, last thing then uh, score predictions for Tranmere. 
It, I mean, they are League Two. They That's are the one place. They've gone actually gone down because they lost at the weekend. They are one place off the bottom three of League Two. Uh, I mean, having said that, I think only the bottom two go down. So I think um, I think they're safe, and they're only there because Colchester didn't play at the weekend. Uh, played five, won one, lost four. In fairness, they have scored eight, but they have conceded nine. Uh, should be easy, whoever we put out, Kate, shouldn't it be? Um, no, these things never are, are they? Um, no, if whatever, left. whatever team we put out, it won't be a team that's well oiled and rehearsed. Um, so it would be players that are, like you say, we could be putting some players out that we ideally want to get rid of and might be saving themselves a bit so they don't get injured. So it, it, it won't be easy. It wasn't easy against um, Burton. It wasn't, it, you know, it, they gave us a good run at times um, and they'll be up for it. I think Tranmere will fancy it because they've got the home tie and it's a big game for them. It's a really mm. big game for them. But you'd like to think that, yeah, we should comfortably win in 90 minutes. I'm guessing, Brad, no extra time straight to penalties? No replays? I assume that's the case with the, with the League Cup. I'm assuming that's how it's, it, it is until the semi-final stage. I don't think there's any second leg or replays in this competition anymore. Um, you, you, you might oh, say we, that... We have got enough games this season, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, we don't, we, don't, we don't need any more, do we, really? Uh, in terms of games of that longevity, um, you, I kind of agree with Kate. You might say this is a league league cup final for Tranmere. I mean, they're, they're used to that against us, aren't they? Losing them, so I, I wouldn't mind the same outcome. It's not like these, the, you know, that really does break that expression, doesn't it? It's their cup final. They've already had us in in one of them, <laughs> but it, it is for them. It's going to be a big occasion. I don't think we'll be as disjointed as maybe. Kate thinks we will be though, and uh, should, I mean, don't listen to me. I can't predict Toffee in the championship, but I'd actually think that Leicester will win quite comfortably because I know it was only two against Burton, but I, I still can't think to this day what Burton did to trouble us as a, as, a, as a side when Leicester were playing the way they were doing. And I think if we play that way against Tranmere, it's going to be one way traffic for the whole game. So Q Tranmere beating was one now. Sorry, I was speaking then when you said that. Sorry, score prediction, Kate? Um, I'm going to go 2-0. I presume to Leicester. Leicester, sorry, yes. <laughs> no, no, I'm being facetious. Yeah. Brad? I'm going 4-0. Ooh, yeah. confidence. Yeah. I, I'm, I, maybe I'll go one better and go 5-0 and a hat-trick for Dakar. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> And Vestergaard pops up and gets the other one. Yes. He's popping up. He can't jump. He'll just have a tap in. No, he missed the header for that goal, didn't he, Kate? I thought you'd bring that up when it was at the opportunity. <laughs> no, she didn't bring that up. And in fairness... Um... Oh, was it him who was with? Was it him? Well, the, uh, OK. Uh, well, uh, if, you, if you'd have been at the game, Kate. So, well, take to you. <laughs> oh. I've watched oh. the highlights and even I know. I, I couldn't see who it was. I've watched the highlights probably three times. I couldn't see who it was. You couldn't say, I mean, the fact, you know, he, he is sort of like twice as tall as everybody else and, and doesn't jump. Now, I've got to be honest with you. Um, when I'm when I'm doing the watch-along and I've got the game on on a, t -screen, a TV screen here just to my left, 
And then I've got this, the camera here. I've got an, L, uh, an LP. What am I saying? A laptop there, a laptop <laughs> here. Um, I don't, and then obviously everybody's commenting, so I'm having to sort of keep an eye on those. So I don't see every bit of action. And I didn't realise that, that he hadn't jumped for it, but Jerry Taggart was saying that it was very much um, Hermanson's fault that, uh, that they scored, that he should have... <laughs> And got it. Um, did he? Did he get a call? Do you think? Because looking at it, and look, all joking aside about my, my love for the man, uh, he didn't jump. What? There was a def defender behind him, wasn't there? Yeah, there's a defender well, behind him. Um, yeah, I can't see that. That was the keep the keeper's error at all. Um, I think the defender needed to do better with the header. Um, yeah. That that's just something we need to work on, isn't it? It's still, it's still a worry. Balls in the box for us is still a worry like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, we know the thing is, I mean, I, I, I kind of was in agreement with you because obviously I heard what you was hearing, what Jerry was saying, and I thought, oh, well, maybe the keeper's really got near his eye line and then backed off so he's not reacted to it. But for some reason, neither player seems to react to it. I mean, why, why a six-foot-six? or six foot eight or whatever height he is bloke can't jump two extra inches to, to get it on a header ball still like UK will forever baffle me but Doyle was flat footed and later on in the game the more I thought about it because I love to overthink things me right the more I thought about it I, there was also a part in the game Chris later on and I can't remember if it was too far after the incident but it definitely happened happened after the incident just how close to it was I can't remember but there was a clear shout from Hermanson and Vestergaard hoofed the ball. And so there was a little bit of, you know, you remember the old Wout-Face own goal against Liverpool and Ward shouting and didn't trust him. I'm not saying that for an instance, but I'm saying is maybe maybe there was a call. So that's why Doyle and, and Vestergaard didn't react to, 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 to the cross that came in for the goal. And then they kind of gone, well, you called it and then changed your mind and didn't let us know. So I didn't know to react. So this time I'm not trusting you to shout for this because this is a risky ball. I'm just going to get rid of it and then we'll 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 deal with it next time. I, I don't know. But that was something that stuck in my mind ever since it was brought up. And uh, yeah, I, I, that is the defender's I, job, though, is it not, Kate? I mean, and I, I said this with FaZe and I don't blame him for either of those two goals. Even if the goalkeeper is shouting for it, if you think you can clear it, you boot it into Rosette in that position that FaZe was. It would he could do that shot another hundred times. And there is no way ninety-nine times that's going to go end up in Rosette. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I I would never blame a defender for not listening to the goalkeeper if they think they can get it clear and boot it to safety, yeah. if you like. And uh so keep it, simple. Yeah. keep it simple. Get it out of danger. Yes, as yeah, safely that's... as you can. Um, yeah, he could do that again if he tried, could he? The, no, 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 no. And at the end of the day, we won. So who cares? You know, mm. um, that that's a word that Nottingham Forest won. You know, when you you know when you're two up, don't let it slip. Like you'll be, you'll be slipping out of the Premier League this season. <laughs> Oh, sorry, did I say that out loud? Sorry, that's my brain, you see. I haven't got anything stopping that there, you see, Brad, just like you. But uh, there we go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you both very much for coming in. Um, really do appreciate it. Um, 
she is off celebrating. Well, she's at the gym, aren't you, tomorrow, um, Kate? And um, you're, you're, you're out celebrating on Saturday, I believe, again. But yeah, um, where, where can people follow you if they want to? Yeah, so my Twitter handle is at KateBlakey40. Um, the name on there is KateB44, K-A-T-E-Y-B-44. I'm going to have to get a uh, on the buses thing, aren't I? Set up, Blakey. <laughs> I'm sure you get that all the time. Yeah, I get that a lot of the time. Someone at the gym calls me Olive as well, which I'm not. Oh no! That's not at all. He's perfectly unfair, but I'm making a note of that. <laughs> Why did I just tell you that? Why did I just tell you? Why that? did you? Why well, did now you get, now you're going to get it. You're going to suffer, Kate. You're going to suffer. <laughs> Brad, where can people find you, sir? Well, here most of the time, obviously. Well, yeah, here most of the time, but you can find me, as my name says there, and, and that, and you can find me on our sister channel, LTID, LTID TV 2 which is easy for me to say compared to you lot in the chat. So, yeah, go and give us some love. Uh, it's football quizzes, and, and soon we'll, LCFC Women's Football updates will be going up there as well. So if you want to check that out, make sure you're going to, she subscribes to that channel as well. And if you really wanted to follow me on Twitter, you've got, you know, you'd be insane to do so, but it's uh, at full time focus. And if you really want to for Facebook, but yeah, that's it. That's where you find Does me. anybody actually call it X? I don't. No. No. You send me an X. What do you mean? Uh, maybe that's what happened with the Spanish uh, after the World Cup. She said, send me an X. She meant to Twitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With the nature yeah. of what X stands for on the internet, I don't know why he's chosen that letter of the alphabet. <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't know. I, and I'm not going to search that because it'll be it's on my history. It's a rumour I've heard. Is it? Ah, that's all right then. Um, gentlemen and ladies, thank you so very, very much. Kate, have a great week. Yes, we'll see you, you in a week's time um, when Dave will be back. And Brad, we'll see you tomorrow at about seven o'clock. Yes, you will. You'll see me. Because uh, Brad's nice. Brad's not actually going to the gym. He's actually going to come on and support his team and show his team some support. Hey, I'll be trying. No, to Chris. Support. Chris just gave me the puppy dog eyes and says, "Please, Kate won't come on. I need someone on." So I said, "All right, then I'll I'll, I'll save you, Chris." You're a sucker for it, Brad, aren't you? Yeah, yeah I know. I can't help it. I'm not elite. Yeah, Sorry, I'm not sir. elite in the time there. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be honest, one thing he did say right there, Kate, he was second choice. Anyway, thanks very much. <laughs> I know as you oh. said it, Brad. Well, yeah, shot myself in the foot there, didn't I, really? It's <laughs> fair. Take that. Thank you very much, both. I'll Bye. see you when I see you. And uh, let's just keep this going. Thanks very much there to, to, to Kate and thanks to Brad. Um, Great, great chat, and um, it's great. At least, at least two of the three of us know what we're talking about. I've no idea, but uh, <coughs> we'll be back tomorrow. We will at seven o'clock um, when we'll be doing the watch along. Not sure how I'm going to get it. Hopefully, on the fire stick uh, for the Tranmere versus Leicester League Cup game. And of course, you can hear us if you prefer to listen to us. Lester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. Something is coming. Something big to this podcast. Hello, Chris.
Hello. The podcast, uh, well, the watch-alongs aren't on podcast, because obviously it's a three-hour thing. It's on YouTube podcast, though. I will see you all tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Thanks very much for watching. And if you've been listening, thank you for lending me your ears. Take care. I've been Chris. This has been LTID TV. And this one's Arnie. Goodbye. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too, or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.